Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, the podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, the things we care about. That's right, which is mainly metal music and live music. I'm your host, Brian, joined with your other host. Karen. Uh, and Karen, what is this episode all about? This is not about metal at all. It's not, but live music. So. <laughs> it is live music. So this is about the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy uh, wild and swinging holiday party that we went to. Yes, and then we saw this December 16th uh, in Naperville, Illinois. I'm going to get this venue all fucked up. Um, Frifery, Prefery, Pfeiffer, uh, P- Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, is that what it is Pfeiffer, actually? Yeah. Pfeiffer, yeah. all right. Oh, there's no Y. Yeah, yeah, all right. Pfeiffer Hall uh, is the venue. Uh, this is the venue. It's a it's a theater at uh, North Central College in Naperville, Illinois. Yes, yeah. Um, college little theater, so just a little yeah. old building that, yeah, they use for theater space. Yeah, like a normal theater, yep. basically. Yeah. Uh, ticket prices for this were $55 and $4.50 in fees. This was a physical ticket we got, and it actually like shipped us an actual ticket, which yes. was really cool. So I don't know if that's probably where that $4.50 fee came in. Because uh, on the ticket, yeah, it's just $55. I didn't see anything listed on there for a fee. So, yeah, whatever. But physical tickets, really cool. Um, but it is a small little um, venue. So Yeah, and you bought them through the college, I think. Too. I did, yeah. So yep, it yep. wasn't like a Live Nation or like a event. <laughs> no, the, the distribution we have listed there, the, the people we bought it from was the North Central College box office yes. is who we bought yeah. it from, yeah. yeah. Uh, just doing their own things, really cool. Um, 8 p.m. show, like you said, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, part of their wild and swinging holiday party but no opener just big bad voodoo daddy just them um venue wise we got an email or you saw something the day before about the venue opening at seven yes and then doors to your seats didn't open till seven thirty. yes so you can go and probably get merch i don't know if they had any concessions we showed up really fucking late to yeah. this yeah uh i don't remember seeing concessions either and i didn't really see people with like glasses or anything at least not around us i saw bottled water for sure um out by where the merch was there was this little sort of cubby and i did see i did see like like the little white things that are pressed into um a little tack board type thing okay uh i did see like names and what looked like prices so i'm assuming those were drinks and shit you could buy or i don't know i didn't or i thought it was coat check yeah i honestly did not look i didn't really look either i just remember seeing it out of the corner of my eye as we were walking in so i mean it's possible that they had a lot of prices so i'm assuming it was snacks and shit that you could buy possibly yeah but as i said we showed up really fucking late we showed up into the first song of the set actually um not intentionally not intentionally um earlier this day we drove up to milwaukee to do the raves sort of haunted holiday tour thing right, they do right yeah hotel really holidays. fun we'll probably do a 666 on that and, yeah. and whatnot i'll have a video for it yeah yeah um but then we made our way down from milwaukee after driving up there to naperville to yes. see this performance yes um hung out around their little downtown center area got some dinner down there decent little downtown like a little cute and whatnot right yeah. like just shops and whatnot that's fine um we were on our way walking up to the venue we we're yes. gonna get there a little after seven which was fine. Oh, wait, no, it was a little after probably 7.30 when we got there. Uh, probably a little after 7.30, not too much after. But then we realized the physical tickets we had, we left at the hotel room. It's like, fuck. We did not leave at the hotel room. You left at the hotel I put them in my book, and you brought the book out of the car. Oh, so okay. I wasn't going to read that night, but you went ahead and brought it. Whatever. Point is, we left our tickets, had to run back to the room, grab them, and then run back or drive back real quick. Not real quick, just, you know, drive back. Yeah. A, at a normal pace. It's the suburbs, so everywhere you go it takes fifteen minutes yeah, to drive everywhere. Exactly. So um 
But yeah, we showed up, scanned our tickets, no security whatsoever, just sort of. Yeah. Oh, here you go. I was ready for security too. Like I had all the shit out of my pockets, like ready to walk in, like yeah. a normal venue. <laughs> and just this little old woman, like, all right, let me see your tickets yeah. and scan it. And she's like, she looks at the ticket, finds out where my seat is. Like, oh, you're on the right side. You're just gonna be right back here. You're in row O. It starts at Q, so you're like three rows down or whatever it yeah. is. It'll be the two seats on the end. She was yeah. so cute about it. Uh, <laughs> like, which was nice because it was dark and yeah. the venue had, I mean, the, the performance had started. So I hate being yeah. that way. Unless yeah. it's the GA, then fine. Fuck it. Whatever. I'll just slowly make my way as far forward as I can type thing. Yeah. But yeah, when it started and you have like a seat and you're interrupting people and yep. yeah, I, I was a little uncomfortable with that too, but um, other people were coming in throughout yeah. the night. Which and was, getting you know, up and leaving yep. and stuff. So I mean, it w- I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. To, but it's, it, We'll get into it. I think it's a little weird, but this it, whole thing. It, but yeah, you mean the whole venue, the whole venue, and just the whole setup of yeah. how this performance was was a little weird to me. Okay, we can talk um, about that. But yeah, we'll get talk. We'll get into that when we get into it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else about the venue other than sort of that outside hall area? Like we said, there was merch and possibly a concession stand. So my viewpoint of the venue is: walk in the door, you scan your ticket, and then walk to it through a different door and sat down. I did not look around. I did not. Okay. See anything? So unfortunately, I have no comments on the venue. Okay. I mean, it was just a big room, which was sort of bare, not a whole lot going on. There was a staircase on the left side as you were walking in that was going up to the balcony, I assume, because uh, there were balcony seating mm. for this too. Um, but yeah, other than that, just a little hall area with the theater doors that you walk right through, but a very narrow little spot. So having it open at seven and then not being able to get to your seat with all those people seems That's really true. weird to fit everybody in there potentially. That could be really weird. Yeah. Cause it's not like a Chicago theater or something that has like a huge lobby. Yeah. It was just like a little hallway. So unless, that would be really yeah. Weird. Unless you were able to get in, buy your merch and run it back out to your car real quick. Like, I don't, I don't know if that was possible. I could see it. Like it was very sort of informal, very low key sort of yeah. process getting in and out and whatnot. You possibly could do that. I just didn't see this crowd as, merch buying crowd yeah i don't yeah definitely not um <laughs> maybe cds and and whatnot I, when we were working out there was woman one woman who was like i think i'm gonna buy a shirt i did hear that yeah uh because she enjoyed the performance that much yeah. so that was really cool but, but i think most of the crowd was not yeah yeah purchasing crowd um but also getting to the like possibly running out and dropping it in your car. That's the other thing, right? This didn't really have a parking around it. It was a lot of street parking around uh, around the venue. It's definitely in a neighborhood. Like, it's a college campus, right? In in the heart of, like, a little neighborhood area. Yeah. So no big parking lot, no big parking structure to park your car in. Bunch of street parking. And you would see people from blocks away, like, walking up to the venue. And we assumed they were going to this particular yeah. performance. Yeah, we just assumed. We ended up parking in a parking garage, like, a 10 minute walk away or something like that. That's the one thing about the venue too. Like this, just that there isn't really much parking on yeah. site, just more around the blocks and whatnot. Yeah. I wonder if we just don't know where a parking was, but on the map, there was no parking listed. Yeah. I just saw one attached to the building from like Google earth and whatnot. And it was very small. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there was another one attached to a different hall, but I don't know again, like if that's, you have to be like, if that's a, a dorm room. I don't know what the campus is like and if you can just park there without right, right. permits or whatnot. I guess what I'm saying is from like the map, it didn't show public parking because generally there's a P when it's public parking. So okay. that's what I was saying. Gotcha. So. I don't look at maps that much. I was just doing from Google yeah. Earth and finding the parking lot. So okay. uh, anyway, 
Uh, once you get into the venue, it's old school sort of seating. They felt kind of old, and I felt like like squishy and. Oh okay. I don't know. It felt like an old theater. I, they were, I mean, for an old. I don't know how to say this, but I feel like we've been to some old theaters like the Music Box, where the seats are very like you can feel the wood through the seats like when you sit down. See. And it's very narrow and everything. Like the seats are really small and narrow, like an old theater. Yeah. And this didn't feel like that to me. Oh, there was to me plenty it did. of room and. The seats were fine. My seat was fine. Maybe it was just your seat. Maybe. It I felt I, old. I, maybe. It, it reminded me of the music box. Like, oh, that was okay. a good example. To me, it reminded me of that sort of oh, style of seating. I didn't that at all. <laughs> it's not like the new so. like lounging receipt, like recliner type no. ones. Or the smaller, like go up to the lower of your back or, or whatnot. Oh. I don't know. I'm just thinking like old school theater seats, basically. Okay. I mean, I thought it, I thought it was better than like where we go see the Nutcracker. So downtown Chicago. So. Maybe, maybe a little better. But anyway, um, it's sort of that style of yeah. seating, uh, slow and kind. Uh, get your stage up front. Um, next to the stage, though, like typically at some of these older theaters, especially in like Chicago, you think of um, uh, the Metro, the Riviera, um, Aragon Ballroom, um, Vic, right? They all have sort of this ornate sort of oh, uh, yeah. facade around the stage. This really didn't have a whole lot of that. Different no. sort of like sections painted, like they had, I don't know, maybe trim and whatnot. I can't remember, but it wasn't as ornate as some of the older theaters that you would get in like downtown Chicago. Oh yeah. I didn't consider it like a theater, like downtown Chicago. I was just considering it like a performance theater for a call. I mean, that's what it was, Yeah. but I guess I didn't even think of it. as like an ornate thing or but like it, the, that it would have ornate. From the outside anything. and from that first hallway, it felt old to me, like maybe a fifties, sixties building. Or even a oh. little earlier than that. To me, that's it what it felt like. Older than that, even. But right. I guess I wasn't thinking of it as ornate like a downtown theater. I'm just be. used to those type, those older theaters having that okay. facade around it, and I just didn't see it there in this one. Okay. that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, grabbed our seats and then we listened to some Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. What did we have for a set list? Yeah. So their set list started with Rockabilly Christmas, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, You and Me. And the bottle makes three tonight, baby. I want to be like you. Merry Christmas, baby. Snow Miser and Heat Miser. Minnie the Moocher. Zigzaggity Whoop Whoop. Frosty the Snowman. Christmas Time in Tinseltown. Mr. Pinstripe Suit. King of Swing. We Three Kings. Christmas is starting now. Zat You, Santa Claus. And they ended with Run, Rudolph, Run. And then for their encore, they came out to Winter Wonderland, Why Me, and Go daddy And so this is actually the set list from a couple nights before at oh. Ohio. Okay. Uh, set list doesn't have Chicago's up yet. Well, they weren't in Chicago, so they won't have one Well, Naperville, Chicago. you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's not Chicago. Yes, they don't have Naperville's show up yet. Um, but I do remember, I think, almost all these songs. And the set list is basically the same if you go back and look at their other, oh, other yeah, shows. Oh, yeah. I think there's like one song that some shows got that we didn't get. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, as we said, we came in in the middle of the first song and then we get, you know, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town and then Rudolph. And I knew you were going to get a lot of Christmas songs. Um, I had just recently found out that they had a Christmas album on Spotify because oh, of like okay. a week before I decided, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to Big Bad Boot Daddy. I haven't listened to them for a while. Um I want to just, you know, listen to it again, get back into it a little bit. And then it sort of changed into their Christmas set because it is Christmas time, yeah. right? And 
Um, so I knew we were going to get a lot of Christmas stuff. Also, like their poster they had was Christmas. The whole tour is called Swingin' Holiday Party, right? So you know you're going to get some Christmas stuff. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I didn't know it was Swingin' Holiday Party. I didn't know the oh. poster was Christmas, and I didn't know that they had a Christmas album. Oh, so. well, if you looked into it at all, then I you would have known. I wasn't expecting any Christmas songs. <laughs> you weren't at all? <laughs> no. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then when we got there and the first three songs were Christmas, I'm like, are we going to hear anything that's not Christmas? So I, I kind of, I, I knew. I, know, or I, didn't, I, didn't, I guess you just said big bad voodoo's daddy's coming do you want to go and i was like sure let's yeah, go yeah i guess what so. i was saying is i kind of anticipated them playing other stuff as well as christmas stuff okay. um but yeah after that third song they come out and they're like so we get asked all the time are you only gonna play christmas music and they're like nope <laughs> here is you and me and the bottle makes three tonight I did think it was a good mix of Christmas and non-Christmas music and a good way to like sprinkle them in between. So it wasn't just all Christmas up front or on the backside. It wasn't just all in the middle. It was sort of sprinkled all throughout, which I did enjoy that quite a bit. Um, I know you said you were a little weary after the first three songs being like, are that is this all you're going to play is Christmas? But did you enjoy the Christmas music, I guess? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I mean, it, it's fitting for the time period that it's Christmas time or holiday time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I mean, coming in, I was just surprised that they were playing Christmas music because I didn't know they had a Christmas album even. And I was kind of, at first I was a little disappointed because I was like, oh, are we not going to hear any songs that we used to listen to back when, like, we lived with your dad and stuff, so. Yeah, and that's, I guess, that's where I first found out about them was from my dad. I was probably back when we were living in Des Moines still, he came home with like a big oh, bad really? voodoo daddy back album then. back in like 98 or some shit like that. And it's probably up here in one of our, in one of our CDs. I think I stole it from him because mm-hmm. I liked it that much, but that was sort of my first step into like non-classical type music and like non classic rock that my dad would listen to. Um, and my mom would listen to, it was sort of like, Oh, this is my first step. But again, that was like my dad bringing it home and then yeah. finding out about the music through my father. Um, but yeah, this came out and I loved it. And I started like getting really big into big band and swing uh, and a little bit of jazz from there. Because I mean, I view big band and j- swing as sort of like the next step in jazz, basically the step between jazz and rock. Because it okay. has very rocky elements, I feel like, as well as uh, jazzy and bluesy elements as well. Um, I-, I really enjoyed big band music for a long time until finding out about like Metallica and metal and starting going down yeah. that path. And that yeah. became my predominant sort of genre. If you stopped at like jazz music or like swing jazz music and like, that's what you still listen to today primarily. I think it wouldn't be because I don't think there's a lot of bands producing a lot of swing yeah. music out there. I think it's sort of, I don't want to say a, a dying or dead format. Cause obviously big bad voodoo daddy is still producing shit, but it's definitely not as popular and I don't think there's as many artists out there because uh, there's like the squirrel nut zippers who do it. I don't know if they're active anymore or not, but the like I when I was going down that rabbit hole, they were one of the bands, but I think I probably would have ended up more in the ska range of What's a ska? ska with like the trumpets, like a uh, real big fish um, oh, okay. is ska. So like you definitely have a lot of the trumpets going on there. So it's like, this is a trombone. Is that a trombone? That's a trombone. Oh, whatever. Trumpet is this. The, oh yeah. The, well, the one hand. one hand. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, they had two trumpets, one trombone, uh, two sax, and like a clarinet every now and then. Are you talking about Big Bad Voodoo? Yes, Big Bad Voodoo, the instruments they had. Yeah. So they had two trumpets, trombone, a baritone sax, an alto sax, a tenor sax, a clarinet, and an oboe. And an oboe, okay. 
Yeah, I, I don't know all the instruments that well. <laughs> uh, I could pick up the two saxes, and I knew they were two different yeah. versions of that. Yeah. Um, also, they have a drummer. Yes. Uh, a stand-up bass. Yes. And a pianist. Yes. And then your lead singer who does um, the, what's the, ch- ch- like, tambourine. Like, basically does yeah, the tambourines, kind um, of a tambourine. guitar, and uh, banjo. Yes. From time to time. Yes. That was a very weird transition into the band members. It was uh, from our standpoint, but yeah, that was those were the band members. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing about the drummer that was really interesting um, was there was a like glass wall around the drum set. Yeah, there was a drum kit, and so we were at a family wedding earlier this year, and there was a drum kit on the stage from I think from like the church performance, and your cousin asked like why is there a wall around the drum kit? And I was like, I don't know. I've never seen that. You yeah. probably don't know about that, but I don't remember that. Cause you no. were like in the wedding. You were yeah. Like I was trying to think people. of the family wedding. I was like, I, I was, I don't remember well, going to a family wedding. Technically last year. Yeah. It was the last, last day of yep. last year. <laughs> so that's why it was so long ago. It was basically a, long a year ago. ago. But when you were doing like the, the shit I was thing, supposed to be doing. Yeah. Your, your job, <laughs> uh, your cousin asked, about that and I was like I don't know I've never seen that before and now this band had a wall of, or it's not really a wall it's like it's like a clear plexiglass type thing yeah. that goes up I, I think it's got to do something with sound that's the only I, thing that's I can I think of I was thinking is to kind of like muffle the sound maybe or right like, I mean I don't know yeah I've just never seen that before maybe it's way more common I mean obviously in metal music it's not common yeah so we haven't really seen that live but like does Grateful Dead do that I don't know. They don't know. I'm pretty sure they don't. Um, mm. They have a pretty massive fucking drum kit going on. Um, yeah, this was a really little drum kit. Yeah. I noticed. Like, but I mean, comparing it to metal, um, it was very small. See, and like, I think I looked at photos or videos or something of Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and I think I saw that and oh, I was like, you? "Oh, that's kind of weird." Oh, so, so I like kind of before, knew about it going in. Oh, so before going, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't really list or like look at anything. Um, interesting i don't know like now i just kind of want to know what that's all about yeah i don't know what that was all about (laughs) (laughs) uh but then you like right next to it you have your stand-up bass just up there plucking away and singing and whatnot and your fucking massive ass grand piano yeah down there i i that's the one thing i know is like fuck that thing is huge do they is that theirs do they truck that along with them probably or do they have just like oh you give us whatever piano you have i bet they have i bet i would assume so yeah but that fucking thing was huge yeah like you're not putting shit on top of it. It's going in the truck by itself. Yeah, it was it was interesting that the pianist just was a pianist. Like generally when I said sorry, I'm saying generally. When I've seen pianists, it's like they're singing and they're a pianist. And this was just a pianist. Yeah. Um I mean like the Dresden dolls is a good example of that where they're like playing the piano, singing, um, metal, they'll have keyboardists, but they're up doing other things other than just the keyboard. Yeah, but even like the melodic songs for metal music, a lot of times the pianist is singing as well. I mean, it depends on the band for sure, but yeah. yeah. Um, but this was just a person playing the piano. Yeah. Nothing else, just my yeah. I'm the bass player essentially. Like I'm playing the bass or the drums or the guitar and like I have this in my job. I'm the rhythm guitar. I'm the bass and the piano. Um, I guess that's true. We've never seen somebody who's just solely on the piano and yeah. 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 Interesting. Sorry, we're, uh, we're obviously comparing this all to metal shows that we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is very, very common for jazz music. But I mean, 
comparing it to metal going into this, I was hoping for and and thinking of swing itself. Like I'm used to seeing swing um, or thinking of swing music where there's people dancing and yeah. doing swing dancing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, well, I even asked, I think I asked you before going, like, would you get up and dance? I might if we were in a better <laughs> venue for it. Um, but that's what I was trying to get to is like, I didn't like the venue for this. It felt very weird just sitting there and basically watching a play or a school musical recital going yeah. on type thing. Yeah. It did uh, not sound like a school music no. performance, but I get what you're saying where it's just like. Here comes the parents to watch their kids <laughs> practice their, their choir that they've been practicing and all year. And venue could have been the parents of these. I mean, the age of the venue was well older than us. Um, 60s, 70s, I would say. Grandparent I would age. go older than that even. So yeah, it was... <laughs> like our grandparent age. Yes. So I would say over 60s and 70s. 70s to 80s then maybe? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, For most of the people in the venue. Definitely a, the oldest crowd we've been a part of oh, for yeah. a live performance. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't going to be much swing music going on because you're going to break some hips and shit. Swing dancing. Well, sure. There was swing music. Yes, music. yeah, swing dancing, my bad. Um, anywho, I was hoping or was, I wish this would have been in something like the Rave or the Aragon where there was this sort of big open floor where people who wanted to dance and move around could. You see some people like dance in their seats and bob their oh, head back and forth. That. There was a guy in front of us. Oh, that okay. Was. I didn't see that. I was probably angled differently, but yeah. I was like looking and I'm like, nobody's even moving. There like, were people around no us nothing. that were cheering a lot, which was really cool. But otherwise it was pretty silent. You'd get clapping every now and then, but it was very silent and yeah, just the, sort of like, we're here to watch you perform. The crowd was not good at keeping a beat. I noticed that too. When they would do like the, <laughs> yeah, everybody clapped. At the it same was like time. an echo. Uh, and I'm not very good at that either. I so I followed yeah. like the person three or four in front of me. Yeah. I like, I watch them as their hands go and like, I'm keeping beat with that person. <laughs> and my thought is like, if I can keep beat with that person, they can probably do it better than I can. <laughs> or they're following somebody else. So at least then we have three people on the same on beat. The same beat. Um, yeah. But it was a lot. It was like an echo where like one side of the venue or the um, hall was off of the other side. Well, yeah, I was, I would clap. Like, follow the lady in front of me. I'd clap. And, like, okay, I got this down. I'm following her. Wait, the lady, like, right in front of me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She didn't know how to keep beat at all. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, we'd get two beats down. And then I'd follow that same beat at that same, you know, that yeah. cadence. So you both were off. And then she, as she's doing it, then she'd, like, do it, like, super fast. I'm like, Wait, no, now, I, now I'm all fucked up. And eventually <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it. I'm done. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this is, I don't know. Um, That's funny. Like I said, I, I really enjoyed the performance. Um, I was a little disappointed by... The lack of dancing? Just the lack of, it didn't feel like an actual concert. It felt like we're just here to watch a performance. And the crowd was lame. It was old. And <laughs> I, like, I don't I don't know how to say it. Like, it was just sort of, there wasn't anything going on from a crowd participation, sort of. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy that. It's like one of the reasons I love going to live music is. The crowd. Yeah. Being involved in the crowd and experiencing it with the crowd. But the. This just wasn't designed that way. It was a sit back and listen to the music perform. Yeah, it was kind of like a holiday performance. Like if you go out to see like your city choir, I don't know. I'm just trying to make something up. But like your city choir perform for the holidays or something. Or church choir maybe. Well, I mean. Perform for the holidays or something. I mean, also, you said you got really into this because of your band background in high school. 
and you guys do this kind of stuff in band too. You have band performances, right? So it's sort of like that too, like yeah, just showing yeah, up I and guess. watching a band yeah. performance. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really, I wasn't in band, so I don't know what all of that was about. And I mean, I tried to play the saxophone for like three weeks or a month or three months or something. Went to my first sort of like band performance, and apparently that was just god awful. Um, like an actual performance? Yeah, or like yeah. like a practice? No, it was like an important performance in front of people. Like you were supposed to practice a song and you're supposed to go. And I really didn't practice. And apparently like it was god awful. And I was like, oh, oh okay. it doesn't sound that bad. It could have been a lot worse. You must have played for way more than three weeks then. Because generally you don't do that. Right I mean, I, I played for about three weeks. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know when the performance was. It was, it was a little see. bit later. But it was after that, that my parents were like, yeah, we're returning this instrument. This is expensive. <laughs> You're done with this endeavor. Yeah. But that was the extent of my band experience. <laughs> um, I did know a lot of people who were in band and just sort of like, I knew they had band class and they go and do the performances and whatnot. Um, I do know a little bit about like first chair, second chair and all of that. And one of the trumpets was like, you're definitely first chair because you have all the solos. You're coming up here and doing shit. Um, I don't think when you really only have two, I get what you're saying, but like when you have like two trumpets a trombone a sax or like the baritone sax and then the other guy played the four instruments uh i don't think that that's really like first chair second chair that sort of thing okay i think it was just he i mean he did have a lot of solos but i don't think that that's really like a first chair thing from band okay that's all I would say. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's how I took it. Oh, well, okay. again, again, I don't know anything about band other than like, I think it would be like the general concept of so first chair, second chair. From a metal show, I think it would be similar to like lead guitar and rhythm and rhythm guitar. Okay. So that's how I would take it because also the trumpet in the back would have some vocal parts as well. I don't know if you noticed that or not. So I did notice that vocals jumped around all over the place yeah. between who was yeah. doing it. Um, the baritone sax had its own vocals. Yeah. The bass had a lot of vocals. The drummer, I don't think, had any vocal parts other I, than just yelling. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't like the whole, like, Go Daddy-O and um, yeah. what's the other song? Uh, Any the Butcher? Whoop, whoop. Um, the Zigzaggity? Zig, yeah, Zigzaggity, whoop, oh. whoop. Like, the whole band would just yell whoop, whoop Yeah. Uh, during that part. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, as you said, Many the Moocher, that was mainly the bass, and I think they were also, oh, no, the that's the baritone sax. Baritone I think he, sax. he had yeah. one of the... Into the Moochers part, the bass had the the really hard one, and then the lead singer had like the first hody, one. Hody, hody, hody. It's like how do you say it? Uh, it's id 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 i odio odio, and then uh, what's the uh, the really hard one is like um, I don't know. It's like beep blah, 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 blah. And it's like you, you got you have to say it really fast, and you you're you're yeah. uh, what's that called? Scat scat singing. You're like scatting, but really fast. Um, but that was one thing with many of the moocher that I didn't like is that last little call and repeat aspect where the bassist is supposed to do something like really long and fast and hard. Not hard. <laughs> uh, no, hard. Hard is like hard to do. Not hard, hard is hard like hard say. music. Yeah. Um, and the hard crowd. Yeah. yeah. And the crowd's like supposed to fuck up. And then well, I don't know if they're supposed to fuck up, but the crowd usually fucks up because they can't do it as well type thing. And then the whole crowd laughs, blah, blah, blah. Has a good time. They cheer. Um, Blues Brothers, I feel like, does a really good version of that, which was sung by Cab Calloway, I think, who did, who did the original Minnie the Moocher song. Oh, okay. um, but that part, when they performed it at this performance, it was just sort of a really quick and just sort of passed over it. So I feel like the crowd was really involved with Minnie the Moocher 
at the beginning of the song and the middle sort of faded and they stopped doing the call and repeat. And then at the end they did a little bit more, but they didn't stick with the call and repeat, which was a little disappointing. Okay. I don't know. I felt like, okay. I didn't um, notice that. So that's a good, oh, you didn't? good thing that you picked up. Yeah. 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 Cause I was really excited for that. Oh, and I ro- yeah. really wanted to hear many yeah. of the moocher. I think that's why after the first three songs were Christmas songs, I was like, Oh, we're not going to hear many of the moocher. Cause that's the one song that I remember uh, them playing or not them playing. You playing when we lived at your dad's oh, house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do remember You, Me, and the Bottle Makes Three Tonight. I like that. Um, I Want to Be Like You. That's the that's from um, The Jungle Book, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, with Moby and Blue, like yeah. going down the river and singing and whatnot. Yeah. Another just classic, jazzy, swingy song that they played for a long time now. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of hard. Like I said, I don't think many, there's many new swing musicians out there maybe i'm wrong maybe they're like this is a thriving subgenre or not subgenre but a thriving genre of music um but a lot of these songs or a few of these songs are like classic swing songs that they just yeah. pulled out and played yeah but they did play their own stuff too which i really enjoyed yeah i guess i don't know the difference between their own stuff and what other people had written i'm like the i want to be like you is obviously written by the sherman brothers but yeah, I didn't realize that they had so many covers. Did they write a lot of shit for Disney? Sherman Brothers? Yeah. yeah. yeah was that like wrote, their main yeah. bread and butter was just Disney music? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. I did not know that. Yeah. There's like a whole documentary on the Sherman Brothers. Huh. We could do it for a podcast. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, like leading into Minnie the Moocher, they had just done Snow Miser, Heat Miser, and they ended that with the crowd interaction. Like, oh, when you play a classic like that, what are you going to do next? And a part of me in my head was like, Many of the moocher, but this is way too early. In yeah, the set. I wanted to be like the last song. <laughs> um, but no, it was right there at yeah. the beginning of their set with many of the moocher. But I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure that before playing Snow Miser, Heat Miser, they played the intro to many of the moocher. Okay. And then they did like a little jingle bell, like on the piano, and then went into Snow Miser, Heat Miser. So they're kind of like teasing it. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, but. I was because I was getting excited. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is many of the moocher, and then they went into like the jingle bells just really quick on the piano, like jingle bells, jingle bells. Yeah. And then they went straight into uh snow miser, heat miser. Um, the other like Christmas song they did that really stood out to me was their own song. <laughs> Christmas time in Tinseltown. Yeah. Um, came up, told a really fun story about being in college, meeting a Santa in LA in like a parking lot and you can go get your photo with Santa. Uh, then went to Taco Bell afterwards to get lunch cause you're a college kid and that's what you do. And didn't, didn't have their wallets. I didn't know that either, honestly. <laughs> um, and no wallet. So Santa sold, uh, stole his wallet. So he went back to his room and wrote a Taylor Swift style song <laughs> against like, I hate you, Santa, right? Um, yeah. Plays the song. Doesn't really come off as like, fuck you, Santa. Uh, and then he comes out after the song. He's like, you thought that'd be harsher, right? I'm like, yep. Yep. I uh, went to my car the next day and... Uh, Walt was in the back seat, so I went back and changed all the lyrics to the song. <laughs> um, but that was a fun little town. Or song, town. not town. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought of when uh, he said the name of Christmas time in Tinseltown, I was like, Tinseltown Stiffs. <laughs> From mm. the podcast we used to listen to. From Hollywood time. Babylon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, another sort of moment that stood out for me, uh, We Three Kings. They He comes out and introduces We Three Kings. And then the band, the brass band, comes out and stands in front of the stage and they just play. It's just an all instrumental. Yeah. Uh, he goes off stage for a little break and, yeah, just an yeah. all instrumental. 
I thought that was probably going to be the intermission at that point. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, which there wasn't an intermission, but you even said leaving that you had anticipated playing like an hour and a half intermission, hour and a half. Yeah. At first, I thought we, we Three Kings sounded horrible from the band. <laughs> I didn't like the sound of it either, no. I don't know why, but it just seemed like it was off or like the sound just wasn't right. I don't know. I'm not sure what was wrong, but I just, I was like, this doesn't sound good. And the rest of the music sounded fantastic, so I don't know what was wrong with that song. I think I know what it is for oh, me. Wait. As I said, we went up to Milwaukee, and then we drove down from Milwaukee back to Naperville to see this performance. And... It's Christmas time. It's a week before Christmas when this show was. And I have recently, that, that that exact week actually, discovered there's a fuck ton of metal Christmas music out there. Yeah. And um, we'll do a 666 on that too, but I've gone down that rabbit hole quite a bit. And We Three Kings is a song a lot of people will play. And probably because it's in the public domain, so it's free, blah, blah, blah. We can go ahead and do it. But I really like those versions of We Three Kings. So I think it was, I wanted the metal version of We Three oh, Kings. Okay. So when they came out and played it, it was like, this is fine. It's not that good. It's not even that swingy. It's just sort of, it's meh. It's not a great, great version. It's a fine version of this song. So okay. I think that's where my, not hatred, but dislike or disappointment in the song came from. I see. I see. But yeah, again, I thought that was going to be the intermission and it wasn't. They came back out. They kept playing. Um, and it kind of became apparent that I don't think we're going to get an intermission. This is just going to be a regular oh. concert length, uh, you know, an hour and a half or so of, of songs, and then we're done. And so at, at that point, I kind of knew it was just a, oh, okay. a normal show. Okay. I don't know what your thoughts were, because I know you had said you also expected an intermission. Yeah, so I figured that they play for like an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes, do 15-minute intermission, and then play for another hour. Uh, Do you remember when you stopped thinking that? Or was it like you, um, you never had that thought until the end where like, oh, I guess we are done. I kept thinking that there would be an intermission up until they left the stage for the encore. For the encore. Yeah. yeah. So in like, what, three more songs or whatever after that? Yeah. And the encore was kind of weird. It was really weird. In terms of like, they just, they say goodbye and they leave the stage and the lights don't come on. So you know there's going to be an encore yeah. type thing. Yeah. But this isn't like the kind of music where you're going to be chanting one more song. <laughs> Even though I heard we somebody say, have. play one more. We should have. We should have just been like, one more song. We should start these things. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> um, but they did eventually come out and play a few more tracks. Yeah. Um, but it was really weird because they like, I knew, I figured they were coming back out too because the lights didn't come up or whatever. But like, it was like, they did it kind of like a metal show where like the drummer came out first. Yep. And then they... Um, but the band didn't come out for Winter Wonderland. So it was just the drummer, bass, piano, and vocalist. And I think he had a guitar, possibly. He had a guitar, yeah. But yeah, yeah I but also like noticed that where the... Five, so that was like their break. Because the week three kings, it was everybody else's break. Well, the piano played a little bit, didn't they? The week three kings? I think so. I don't know if the drummer was playing. Maybe the bass was also playing. Oh, I honestly possibly. can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember now either. But... Yeah, so like they didn't come out at all. So then I was like, okay, so this is kind of weird. Maybe they're just ending with them. Um, but then they came out for Why Me and uh, Go Daddy O. Yeah, I remember that too, thinking the same thing of like, oh, I guess their part isn't here yet. Maybe it'll be here in a little bit. But yeah. what song was it? That was Winter Wonderland, Winter Wonderland, right? Yeah, you said that. Um, 
I don't think I said that, but maybe I did. Maybe you did. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Mr. Pinstripe, I was super excited to see that. King of Swing, I was super excited to see that and hear that finally. Um, there were some songs that they, you know, from that album that my dad had that um, they didn't play, and I don't think they would play. There's one, like, Who's That Creeping? Who's That Creeping Through My Window or something? Kind oh. of very creepy sort of yeah. uh, weird fucking song, but it's super slow. Okay. Um, sort of like a ballady type thing. I really like that song. I remember liking it when I was younger. Um, so I don't. They didn't play that, but I kind of knew they wouldn't. Again, I I really liked the structure, the sprinkling of the Christmas music yeah. in. Yeah. Like it's that time of year. The decorations, the lighting on stage was all Christmas themed. Uh, the lead singer, I can't remember. I don't know his name, but he came out in sort of a plaid red and uh, green jacket with a uh, a bow tie on everybody yeah. else had just regular suits on yeah i mean that is different than the shows that we normally see too everybody yeah. in suits and nice shoes and yeah <laughs> very dapper looking versus yeah jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> very very dapper yeah um but i i like the structure but i would have wanted i would have wanted well, I kind of wanted less Christmas music yeah. and more of yeah. their own swing. I was just going to say, like, if we saw a show that wasn't during the holiday time of Big Bad Booty Daddy, I'm sure it's all of their music, obviously. it's Or, like, their covers and their music as well. So I think that that would be kind of fun to kind of seek out if they're doing a tour. I think a so, too. Point of year. I think so, yeah. too. I don't know if they do this every year or not, but it's possible, like, a, it's a tradition type, type thing where they go on tour every year and do a... A little Christmas thing. I don't. I honestly don't know if they do it every yeah. year or not. I didn't even um, know that they were still like a band together. So. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I don't follow them. So yeah, true. I don't really either. I, just, I guess in my mind it was old people music when <laughs> your dad listened to it. So not that your dad was old, but like it was older than his genre of music. Or gotcha. His generation of music. So. Not classic rock or anything. Was yeah. older than older than that. Older yeah. than like the fifties jukebox beat well, poppy really, thing. It really sounds like something like that. I mean, take the lyrics out of it because the lyrics are kind of more main, not mainstream, um, modern-ish. Their own, their new, their songs, their yeah, songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So take that out of it, but otherwise, the music portion of it sounds like something like my grandparents would listen to. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, this so. was very popular in like the twenties. Swing music was right. It's like yeah. this is the evolution of jazz. I I think, um, or I the way I interpret it is, it's the evolution of jazz. Um, and then it sort of died out, I think, right after the war, soon after oh, the really? war, uh, World War II, that is. Um, the war. The war. You, when you say <laughs> the what, war, you should know what that I is, I knew exactly what you meant, but it was just so funny how you said the war, like, that one war that we had, that, <laughs> that we were all in. Uh, yeah. Anywho, um, I think oh, it died boy. out soon after that. The stage performance itself, I want to see if you have any thoughts on this, but I thought it was sort of uh, boring. Uh, the stage performance. The there were some members of the band who were sort of dancing and moving around a bit, but that like that first chair that I think of, or as you say, the lead trumpet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when it was ever his solo or something, he would just slowly walk up, not like dancing or anything, just sort of like, all right, it's my time to go. I need yeah. to go do something. Yeah, Let's I go. Yeah. And everybody else would sort of like dance around and have a little fun with it, and he's sort of like, no. Uh, my job is to play this instrument and I'm going to go over here and do that. I think it's the same though from like a metal performance where sometimes you get a guitarist who just stands and plays their music yeah. and they're not moving around. So, I mean, I wouldn't, did you say the whole performance was boring or just his performance was boring? His performance definitely was boring, but 
the other members who were dancing around a little bit weren't doing it a lot. I did feel like there was just sort of a little bit, we have to walk around, we have to go do our thing. The bass player got into it. He was really cool. I liked watching him and he yeah. like spin the bass around and shit. Yeah. Your lead singer was, you know, he's the lead, so he's got a little bit more stage presence. But even that was sort of, the crowd interaction was more of like, I'm going to come tell you a quick story real quick. This is AM radio. Like his voice <laughs> and his way of saying yeah. it was very I think that's AM radio-y. The, the genre of music. Maybe. Um, he but brought they, a, oh, go oh. ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, they did like the little, where they like kind of all walked in a line around. Yeah. And that was kind of fun. I don't know. The, with these instruments, it's not really a, I'm going to jump around and have fun kind of music though. The, uh, the music might not be, but you can definitely do it. I mean, look at Kin Mode. They had a saxophone. Uh, Symphonic Carnage. Symphonic Carnage, sorry. Uh, they have a saxophone. They were bouncing around having a good time. So, yeah, you can definitely do it with these instruments. You definitely could, yes. Um, I don't think it's that type of music to do that. I don't know. I think, it, I think it's definitely the music. This, this music, for me, is definitely... You should be up there dancing around as you play your dancing, instrument. Dancing, yes, not jumping around. I guess that's what I mean by jumping. It's oh, like dancing okay. around and moving, okay. more movement. Okay. Um, but yeah, to me, the performance was just sort of meh. I don't know if you had a different opinion on that or not, or if you. I thought it was fine. I mean, it's what I expected. I guess is it okay? Yeah. I, don't I know. didn't expect them to be moving around. Too so much, I'm pretty sure so. they're in. The Mask. They're the big band in The Mask where... Oh, the Mask? Have you never seen that, Jim Carrey? I think I watched it once in like middle He puts the mask school. on, comes green and the yellow zoot suit. I know what you're talking about. I don't think I've seen the whole right. movie or if I did, it was like 15, 20 years ago. I'll find Probably this, 20 years ago now. Gosh. I'll find the scene. Um, we'll watch it okay. together. Um, but in my mind, and it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure I remember the band doing a lot more uh, movement and shit. Also, I that would have been 20, 25 years ago. It would have been. Yes. Everybody's a little older now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> Anywho. Um, Any hoodles. I also did expect more brass instruments. I was surprised that we got by with five musicians back there for that big of a sound. Yeah. It's just, um, let's have a comment on that. But is this the normal band? I think or it the is. Original band? I think so. I I don't know. I'm probably not original I don't know members. the history. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm pretty so sure this is the entire band. One thing that I noticed, and I didn't know about this from band in school, and obviously I don't follow like jazz bands, but they like for the sounds. Like I think what you're kind of talking about is you know they can make five different trumpet sounds by using they have like these little. I think they're rubber, but some of them are metal. But like you put them on the end of your trumpet, or you like hold them and like to make the sounds. So I think that's what you're alluding to, possibly that it sounds like there's a lot more instruments than there actually are, because of the pieces that they use to make their trumpet sound like a different piece. Not quite. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, I know I didn't bring that up, but that's a good thing you brought up. Is it's really cool to see like the trumpet where you put that little plastic thing again on front. There was also one where they put a metal thing, I think it was, and it sort of made like a like a whistly sound or something, or a different sort of sound that yes. came out. Um, and it's really cool that you can do that with those instruments just by like muffling it a little bit, putting these little things. I did really enjoy seeing that and seeing how that performed. Um, 
I just expected thinking of like a classical band or like a jazz band type thing, or even thinking of going back to the high school again, seeing those band performances, seeing so many people in, in the band, I expected there to be five to 10 more members of a oh. band actually playing. So you went like an orchestra with them. With That's what the I strings. assumed it would be. I didn't realize it was so few. Um, I always assumed it was like a giant brass section of like 15, 20 people, not five people. Generally for a band in school, it's how many students do you have? Okay, this is how many chairs you're going to have. I get that, that you can't. Because <laughs> I was like chair 13 clarinet when my flute broke. So, I mean, it was because we had 13 clarinets that I was number 13. I mean, I, I understand that, that you can't <laughs> kick a student out. We're like, nah. We I mean, maybe some schools do. Maybe. Like you had to try out or something yeah. maybe for it. But, like, in our school and probably even your high school was, like. But even, like, the orchestra when we saw S&M 2, right? Yeah. That thing was fucking massive. But I guess. But that's an orchestra. That's different. That's a symphony. I guess. But how many trumpets but, do they have there? They probably only have, like, one or two. But. Yeah, they they could have had one or two or three. Like, I mean, there wasn't even violins. Well, they only have a couple, I guess. So that, it's really they not did that have many. A French horn, and they probably had a. Do they have a bugle in the symphony? I don't know, probably if you need it. I don't know. Bugle kind of has a different sound, and I think there's two types of trumpets, like two different trumpets. All right, so maybe it's really not that many musicians per instrument. Typically, yeah. you don't need, I guess, a whole lot of instruments to yeah. do. Yeah, I don't think there are. I okay. think it's just that they have like so the variety is so different. Many. Yeah, so like thinking of so kind of like the saxophone where they had a baritone sax and the one guy played the tenor sax and the alto sax and then also he played the clarinet and the oboe. So if you think about that, like the symphony probably has two oboes, two or three clarinets, probably some saxophones. I don't know saxophone probably in the symphony, and then probably some baritone. So I mean, right there you have seven people for what two people did okay so interesting okay i mean the more i think about it never mind the the number of band members actually makes sense um i really thought you were talking about the the trumpets and the trombone did it but like used equipment to make their trumpets or their instruments sound different they did which i've never heard about oh you haven't Mm -mm. i've known about that in the past for sure yeah yeah no Um, like in band we never did anything with that i think when i first went out when i the saxophone was my backup instrument. So the trumpet was my main instrument I wanted to do. Oh, you wanted to do that? And I couldn't make the sound come out of the thing. But they never really explained to me how to make the sound. Oh. I thought you just had to blow normally. I didn't realize you had to like, yeah. like I can do that all day. Like, I know. You're annoying. But they didn't. <laughs> but they didn't tell me that when I went out for it. I so see. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to do saxophone. Because Lisa Simpson plays the saxophone. And that's pretty awesome. Uh, that's funny because when I tried out I wanted to play the clarinet really bad and when I tried out for the clarinet I didn't realize that you have to like wet the reed and like hold your mouth and everything to do it so I played the flute instead okay you could blow across the hole (laughs) um I don't know before we get into final thoughts that's really all I have to say about the show um I mean so you were saying like that you were disappointed and all that stuff blah 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 but it was exactly what I expected minus I figured it would be Again, like play for an hour and a half, intermission, play for another hour and 15 minutes. I figured we wouldn't get done until 1030 or 11 since it got or started at eight. I figured there was only one band. I didn't think that they would have like an opener or anything, but I did not expect it to be like a normal headliner. Yeah. um, I also, 
I was unsure about an opener. I couldn't find anything listed, so I assume there wasn't. But we've gone to shows in the past where not all of the like openers are listed. Uh, Chemist, for instance, when we saw them here, Mother and Graves wasn't on the yeah. bill when you bought the tickets. It's just sort of like, oh, they're here now. Also, you get a fourth, a fourth band, which is fucking awesome when they yeah. do that. So I didn't know if it was going to be like. Here's the college jazz band oh, or something. Oh, that would be really cool. Or, you know, something along yeah. like corp- incorporate something else. That would be really cool, actually. Um, or just like, we don't know who's going to be there when we booked the tickets or when we sold the tickets. And who knows? Maybe somebody will be there. Maybe somebody won't. Um, so I kind of expected there not to be an opener, but I also was hoping, hopeful that there would be like a su- surprise, quote unquote, opener. Um but when there wasn't, I also was hoping for a intermission with a like a little extra long set. Yeah. Um, getting a normal set for this for fifty five dollars. Yeah. That's fucking pricey in my opinion. Yeah. So before we even started this, my actual reaction was, "Holy shit, we play, paid fifty five dollars for these tickets. Not worth it." No, I'm sorry. I mean, you going back to chemist where we got a surprise mother of Grace who puts on a fantastic fucking performance as an additional opener. And I, I mean, we could look, I'm pretty sure we probably didn't pay over 30 for those tickets and we got four bands and we paid $55 for a headliner set for one set. Yes. Yeah. Which again, I really, really enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the structure with all the music being thrown in. It's not something we normally do. It's not the style we normally see. It's a lot of fun, but God damn, it was annoying. That's expensive. Um, so I mean, and we drove to the suburbs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when we were getting married, we took dance class, and my favorite part of doing the dance class was when we started doing the swing dancing. That was the most fun, and I actually had like a thought back then of like we should do go to the dance halls because they were telling like the oh. instructors were telling us. There's swing clubs all over the place. There's still a lot of people doing this. It's a great way to stay in shape when you're getting older. Um, We're the youngest people in the class. It's so much fun. (laughs) And I was like, that sounds like a blast. I love swing music. It's a good little, little, it's an uplifting, happy sort of sounding song structure and whatnot. Um, And as I I said, there's, I get jazzy elements from this too, listening to this music. And halfway through the performance or toward the end when I started realizing there was going to be no intermission, it's just going to be a normal set. I knew the tickets were $55. I saw the price when we picked up the tickets on the way in. I kind of glanced down at it. And I was thinking, there has to be a fucking jazz club here in Chicago that we could go to and just sort of hang out in a lounge sort of setting listening to jazz music. Uh, Possibly even like a swing club where maybe we don't go and dance. We just sort of hang out and listen to the music. There's got to be... There's got to be that out here somewhere in the city um, with maybe a cover, 20 buck cover type of thing. That would have been a more enjoyable evening, I think, uh, than this. For the price, at least. For the price, I wouldn't necessarily say more enjoyable, but more for our money. Yeah, I mean. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed this, so I'm sorry that you didn't. No, I really enjoyed it, too. I'm just struggling with the price of being like, I don't think the price is worth it i don't think the price is worth it but that didn't i didn't know the price until we literally sat down to like start this so to me i enjoyed it just fine okay um i wouldn't say that going to a swing club or a jazz club would be more enjoyable because i enjoyed myself a lot 
That's just my opinion. Gotcha. I don't know how to say that. And I don't see myself going to a jazz club or a swing club often. This isn't something I'm totally into. The music? I like this from the memories of when we were like 16, 17, 16, 17. Somewhere in there, yeah. When we used to listen to it and that sort of thing. But I don't think I would like seek this out. I, I would definitely seek it out. I know out. you would. Um, I, I just, as it's fun. It, it is fun. Right, as Maybe like a, I would. I as a, as an alternative every now and then type thing. Not yeah. it's not going to be my primary go to music by any means whatsoever. Yeah, but it's going to be something where six months from now it's going to be like you know what I kind of have this itch today once to listen to some swing. Okay. I'm going to listen to it today. I do that now, right? Like yeah. I'm I'm done listening to metal today. Let's do some indie stuff or let's do some just classic rock, and I'll listen to that for like a day or two, and then all right now let's get back into the hardcore metal shit that I like. Yeah. So I mean I see it that way. But I, I don't see myself going to a swing club because I have a fear that somebody would see me just sitting there and then be like, come dance. And then I would have to. Leave. Your fears you'd have to dance. Yeah, yeah, kind Is of. that why you hate wedding dances so much? I just don't like weddings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dance. I don't want to be in the center of attention. I don't want to be in front of people. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've slowly gotten over that where it's like I realize nobody's paying any attention to me whatsoever. So fuck it, whatever. And they're not going to remember me because they're probably too fucking drunk anyway. So. Uh, anywho, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I did. I did really enjoy. I did really, really enjoy this. Um, again, just that, you know, sticker shock price sort of thing of fifty five dollars for sitting down and watching a performance is. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. But I mean, I don't really, really care about the whole sitting down and watching a thing. Maybe I'm taking your words too out of context, but I think it's just for one band, fifty five dollars is too. I don't know. So, like, again, if this venue was different, if it was the rave in the ballroom or Aragon in that big old floor, this would be fun in the rave. This would be a lot more fun and enjoyable, and $55 wouldn't feel as bad. Having to just sit there and just sort of like listen to the music and not really be involved from a crowd standpoint, that definitely hindered it for me. Yeah. It would be fun in like the rave ballroom or Aragon ballroom, and like you could move around. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Having the pockets open up and it's not like a pit pocket, but it's like just people <laughs> swing dancing. Um, the pit opens up and you're just swing dancing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Uh, again, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did it. Definitely outside of our wheel, wheelhouse in terms oh, yeah. of music styles. Totally different, yeah. But that's awesome. There's so much yeah. great music out there that's outside of what you normally listen to and yeah. it's worth worth I, at least trying. Yeah, I think last year for Christmas time we went and saw Jack White and that was kind of like outside of our metal yeah. I mean, that's that was closer, closer to metal. than yeah, this Yeah, that's was. what I was going to say. Like, that was closer, but this is definitely not in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. Anyway, go check out live music. Even if it's something you're not really into, it's live music. It's going to be a blast. So uh, go out there, check out live music. There's nothing like it. Yep. Bye.